1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. It's a Thursday. Trent Condon is here. We will talk the world of sports right up until 2 o'clock and localize it as best as we possibly can. Uh, Coming up on the program today, 1220, we'll talk to Rob Doster. He covers college basketball for NBC Sports. Uh, We'll do a lot in Iowa State, West Virginia with him, but then branch out a little bit. Uh, 1240, Bill Bender is here. He's been covering in some big 12 hoops we'll catch up some college football uh with bill bender going to do this once every couple of weeks with bill there's always a room to elbow to squeeze college football into the conversation we'll do that today at 12 40 the voice of the minnesota vikings paul allen will be here at one o'clock normally he's with us on friday pa can't take it he's leaving town <laughs> so much that stings that he's not working this weekend so he's getting the hell out of Minneapolis. Uh therefore he's going to join us today at 1. We're grateful for him to do uh, of him for doing that. And Frank Schwab Yahoo sports he spent the also spent the week uh in Minneapolis. We'll catch up with uh, Frank and pick his NFL brain shutdowncorner.com. Trent in your uh time on the air. Mhm. What have you found tastes best with crow? Ooh, uh, ketchup, is, ketchup. Is it ketchup it's for it's you? Ketchup. Have you found a? Is it a red or white wine? Ooh, uh <laughs> red's better with beef. Sure. Give me a cabernet when I'm having a steak. Okay. Um, crow is dark meat, so you know what? I'm going to have a nice cab. I think. Maybe. Yeah, I think a nice cab.
2: What was the uh, exact? verbiage you used yesterday when talking about
1: Iowa State's chances. I think they got a big chance. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, I, I think don't that believe bl- that's I correct. I believe I said they have absolutely no shot. And I wasn't willing to go quite there with you. Right. Now, I did tap the brakes a little bit by saying, you know, I said the same thing prior to the Texas Tech game. That's right. But still, I, there's no excuse. I was dead wrong. Uh, way way to go, Iowa State, uh, for showing up after getting embarrassed on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good for them, right? I mean, their manhood was tested a little bit here. It really was. Uh, for them to to leave the floor on Saturday with the, um, with the result that was just, I mean, it was historically bad. And to show up with what we... At least I thought was a pretty tough bunch of street fighters in West Virginia. At least the Mountaineers usually are. Trent, they when was it? Was it West Virginia went on a little bit of a run to tie to twenty nine apiece, twenty eight or twenty nine apiece. Iowa State then scored nine straight points, and the game was never in doubt after that. They they jumped up and right off the bat, they had that maybe that three or four minute. Spurt where West Virginia closed that gap and tied the basketball game. I don't think they took the lead. If they did, they did by one. Um, And then it just was. It was over. And Iowa State just was no doubt about it. Better team on the floor. A team I remind you, Trent. A they're ranked 15 this week. Not too many weeks ago, they were the number two team in the country. They were number two. And here's where I'll uh, just kind of um, give myself a little bit of uh, leeway here on the um, on the bad pick. During the broadcast, like now, by the way, the broadcasters weren't at Hilton last night. Um, I know you love that, yeah, it's not right, right? Spend the money, get on an airplane. Um, but the the color guy, I don't know, the, I can't remember the analyst's name, mentioned Dino Gaudio. Dino Gaudio, right? Uh, mentioned that he talked to, uh, you know, uh, an assistant coach of the Big 12, and he said the same words as I did that without Lindell Wigginton, they have absolutely no chance, mm-hmm. no shot. They had more than uh, that, Trent. I mean, look at. Jackson and Wiggington and Zoran Talley, I thought played as big a role as anybody, and even Solomon Young. Well, yeah. you know what? And Cam Lard. They they all did. Yeah, they did. They did. It took a team effort. They
2: needed a team effort. They mm-hmm. got it, and to put ninety three on the board against West Virginia, against West Virginia,
1: a team that's calling card is defense. That's the most points they've given up all year. Trent Condon. Turn it over eight times, and I, that I, they have, they average West Virginia turns you over nineteen times. And I thought maybe
2: one of the most telling parts of the game. There was uh, seven eight minutes left, something like that.
1: Huggy Bear was pulling him back, saying, yeah. "Stop pressing," right, which was a mistake.
2: Well. They weren't getting anything out of it.
1: Yeah, but they didn't stop it when they went back. They, into the they didn't, card. but. And then they I, certainly went back. You got to figure There well, was no
2: answers, Trent. Right. You're trying to push buttons because everything you're trying is not mm-hmm, working. So mm-hmm. push that one. That didn't work either. It mm-hmm. just, it was one of those games where everything was going right for Iowa State. Everybody was playing at a high level. And, and you get this bump sometimes. When a guy goes out, you see this, yeah. that first game. All right, we all have to pick it up. And, and that depth isn't as a concern for just that one game. We'll right. see if this is an emergence. Now, is Donovan Jackson going to shoot like that?
1: Well, he needs game? to is the answer. And, I mean, I know that he's probably not oh, going right, to right. every night. But when he does, and Lindell Wigington, who's, I, you know, I, I, the Big 12 has not, um, I don't want to. That's probably unfair. I was going to say he's not been kind to him because he's had his moments, but there are moments where he looks like a true freshman. <laughs> yes. uh, last night he was he was terrific. Last night he looked like he did sometimes, and we saw him back in November and December when he was dominating the uh, the 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 uh, the vertical that this kid has blows me away too. The quickness that he has, um,
2: and then the body control. It's one thing you see guys that have athleticism and can mm-hmm. get to the rim, but the way that he can just contour his body uh, he'll pull up just short of where normally guys maybe get a little bit too deep and since he's only 62 that that's an important part mm-hmm. for a guy that isn't 65 you know that that is 62 but he knows takes that just stops a moment earlier yeah. and then can hit that little floater or hang for an extra moment in the air I, I, he is so much fun to watch and boy him kim lard yeah pretty good shape yeah, like i got to stop saying Lard— I, Laird, Lard. Laird, Lard. It's Lard. It's right. Lard. And I, 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 say it, I say it each way. We've all got one of those. I can't get past it. Last night I'm sitting talking to myself because uh, <laughs> I'm weird. Right. And I keep repeating Lard over and over and over again. And then I say it and there's something in my head where every once in a while I'll come out Laird. No, it's Lard. Why can't I get
1: over that? Uh, we all have one of those names, right? We do. It's... <laughs>
2: well, for a lot of people, 20 years later, it's still Kirk Ferentz.
1: Yeah. Ferenc. Ferenc. Mm-hmm. rhymes with parents, folks. Right, right. Make it easy
2: on you. Lard, yourselves. like what I have around my belly. Lard.
1: That right. that would be one. Maybe way that's of how I need it. to think of it in my brain. Okay, I'll put it in there. Um, so what is what does this mean in in the big picture for Iowa State? They're pretty good at home. They are, but don't forget, it wasn't too many weeks ago that Donovan was Jackson, we got to get away from Hill Coliseum. <laughs> Remember when he said that?
2: That's true. I mean, that that's was one nice. of his
1: quotes where we we got to get away from here. Yeah. I've never heard that from an Iowa State player before,
2: ever. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a quote that was fun to run with. But I guess. The reality is. No, they're better at home. They're pretty good at home. Got great crowd. Mm-hmm. Into it right away. There, there was a portion. They've, locked, they've knocked off two top 15
1: teams in the month yeah. of January. Yeah. In a rebuilding year. It's pretty good, huh? Really good. That's, and you still get Oklahoma and Kansas coming in? Mm-hmm. After Mick. you get spanked by Tennessee this past weekend? Maybe, just Maybe. You keep saying seven. No, no, no not for NC. Okay, I'm good, thinking thankfully. NIT.
2: Okay, I'm, okay. That, that's Just where, anything, anything. They have to be obviously at least 500. Can they get there? Can we? Can we get to uh, that
1: spot? Oh, well, they're what are they now?
2: They and are nine? 12 and nine. Hmm. 12 and nine with how many remaining now? One, two, three, four, five, six seven nine left in the conference Okay, and then the Big 12 tournament so at mm-hmm. least 10 games left
1: four and six four and six are there four wins left on the schedule Oklahoma State then went help me out
2: <laughs> at Baylor
1: yeah i mean yeah okay
2: Upset Oklahoma or Kansas at no. home? Yeah, they yeah, look. I didn't they think they'd. Beat, I didn't
1: think they'd win last night. So. Yes,
2: uh, they can. Seems
1: daunting to me, but On so did right Texas night. Tech and West Virginia. Trey Young. Well, look at of Young games where he has twelve turnovers. Yeah, sure, and he doesn't have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. I mean, of the two, Oklahoma's the more likely. Yeah, The more likely.
2: You can get there, mm, and then maybe, and then win at in the, State, and then win in the opening round of the Big Twelve tournament.
1: Mm-hmm. Still. Still, but you know what? The calendar just turned to February, and with that win last night, at least we were spent a couple of minutes on that. Did you think uh,
2: coming into the year we were going to be breaking down nit prospects no. to being hopeful this season? We had mm, Iowa before the year. Iowa that was dissipated. an NCAA team. Then we had you and I. What mm. they were doing in the got on- that fell apart. They
1: Drake's going to win. Drake's Valley
2: that fell apart. Yeah, last right. now we're we're hopeful that Iowa State gets an nit. You and I fell again
1: last night. Terrible. That's amazing to me. They have,
2: they can't get any offense generated.
1: For, what did they score last night? 47? 40, yeah. 40-something yeah. 40 40 something last night. Forty nine. Hey, who won the Bradley game? Bradley did. Did they By hang two? on and win, huh? Yeah. Wow. By two. Listen to a little bit of that game. Mitch Holtis and uh, David Kaplan were on the mic, two of our fall uh-huh. guests. We'll cap a year round. Mitch Holtis joins us uh, every single Thursday. So, yeah, nice win for Bradley last night then. But a nicer win for Iowa State, Trent. I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get over that last night. I was... I was dumbfounded, honestly. I just—they were the tougher team on the floor. They were—they ru- were running up and down the floor. They were breaking the press at will, at will. This is a West Virginia team that you've watched over the years. give teams fits. Iowa State never even blinked.
2: So there was. Guy didn't play last night because illness.
1: West Virginia one guy yeah. one guy I don't remember who it was but it, I don't and think And there was talk
2: because it... somebody else was ill but still going to play mm-hmm. that was the talk I know before the game Before the game right They didn't look like West Virginia No
1: not at all they Now they've lost
2: now 5 out of their last 6 that plays a part of it Could it be something team wide everybody's a little ill because they just didn't have any energy you mentioned that press and you know Huggy pulling it off mm-hmm. cuz they didn't They just didn't look like they had their legs. As an excuse, maybe, but that's not the West Virginia team. Even the West Virginia team that blew the big lead against Kentucky over the weekend at Kansas the week before, it's not the same team. They they looked just completely out of sync. I think I think you do have to also look at that.
1: Well, Carter had one steal in the game last night, and yeah. really, I, I mean, we know he was on the floor because mm-hmm. he's the oldest guy on the floor. Uh, at least, <laughs> at since least he evening. shaved
2: he, his head, right? No, he looks I, good. He looks good. Uh,
1: yes, but, thank um, goodness for that. I'm glad somebody pulled him aside. But so he, can, this is get, a lockdown defender, Trent. This is good. this is arguably maybe the best defender in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like that last night. No, none of them did. None of them did. Zoran Tally was terrific. He's bringing the ball up the floor, Trent. Mm-hmm. A number of times.
2: And he's well, A, he's a little bit taller than mm-hmm. I envisioned. He's what, six seven?
1: That's what I think. Yeah. Six, seven. Well, let me seven? But his
2: ball there. handling is immensely better. Better. Than I think we were sold when they got his commitment this summer. It was oh, this guy's got some skills around the hoop. Mm-hmm. He can step out of his shot. He can handle the ball.
1: Yeah, and uh, and as Brian, I got to give Brian Laser, who uh, minority owner from Cyclone Fanatic, he, he tweeted last night. That's the Zoran tally that they recruited. Yeah, that showed up last night. Yes. And that's, I thought that was a pretty good tweet because I think it's pretty fitting that that was the guy that they thought they were getting because of the foot injury. He's been unable to maybe play to that level, but mm-hmm. last night, man, the, when they needed him, as you said, once you know you you get one of your guys go down, the other team steps up. At least you'd like to think. Last night, it had, that's exactly what happened. And uh, you get another year of eligibility. It's, yeah, he's it's a junior. A gr- it's a grad transfer.
2: Yeah, he's but a junior. He graduated in uh, in his three years, had a redshirt year in there, so two years of eligibility. You're in good shape. Iowa State's in really good shape. Mm-hmm. I, I've been impressed with Prome, the number of buttons that he's had to push, changes that he had to make. We, we mentioned Weiler-Babb, what they had to do with him, but... You know, just throughout the season, there's there's been suspensions in there. Mm-hmm. Nothing has blown up, though. Nothing has gone too far. All the guys have been welcomed back. Cam Lard's been one of those guys. Yeah. In fact, Zaron Talley was one of those guys. And here they are, now productive members of this team. And and for one, with Lard, <laughs> he, I unbelievable. He
1: Cam. Cam. Number Cam two. Cam's going to be a star. Is he better than Tyler Cook? Hmm. Is this a conversation that maybe we didn't think we'd be having that yeah. maybe now you got to... And I'm not sure we want to have it today, but maybe in the next couple of... Well, let's, let's look back on their seasons because mm-hmm. what he is doing and how he is... Uh, his arrow's clearly pointing upward. And, and I'm a Tyler Cook guy. I, I, we both love Tyler Cook. Mm-hmm. But Cameron Lard, I remember asking, I think, maybe early January. And, I, and it was one of the games that Lard maybe for the first time looked like, wow, this kid's got a really good future here. And I don't know if we were with Dylan or who we were with. I mean, it must have been Dylan. He's the only Iowa State guest that we can get.
2: <laughs> we get hefty every once in oh, a while. I too. like Gary, yeah, yes.
1: but I don't want to bug him every week. Right. <laughs> and I'm and I'm a big John Walters fan, but he's on every show, so I don't bug him, right? Yeah. Um and I remember and I remember throwing this out there. Who's got whose ceiling is higher than the freshman for Iowa State? Wiggington? Or Cameron Lard, and you looked at me like, really? You're asking that question? Because mm-hmm. Wiginton was going crazy. Right, right, but right. But Cameron Lard, closer than you think, I think, is going to be yeah, the answer to that. He,
2: You can see why they waited around for this guy. Sure. After last year. And he
1: could have played, but they decided, you yep, know what, we're yep. going to do what's best for him and for us. And then he doesn't show up in the fall, mm-hmm.
2: and then it turns into, well, we'll see him in October, and then November.
1: Finally
2: mm-hmm. shows up December, and... Goes out there for second semester, but sits on the bench. First game that I go to in the Capital City League, he doesn't show up for. I'm like, I don't know if this guy's really? real. <laughs> I don't know if he's real. Yeah. And uh, but here he is, and and you can see what they saw. Mm-hmm. A lot of ability. I think different kinds of games certainly. Uh, They're both very athletic. Cook is elite level. Yeah, I where think he was- it is. You just don't see guys like that very mm-hmm. often that get off the floor, floor as quickly. But I think Lard has an opportunity to probably have more dimensions to his game. Mm-hmm. Cook Cook's at a high level right now. He's played these last couple weeks his best been basketball great. too.
1: Absolutely his best. But
2: uh, a fun conversation.
1: It, a is. it is. It uh, is. We'll take a time out. More basketball conversation. Rob Doster coming up, NBCSports.com. We look forward to talking to Rob about that. We'll pick his brain on what he saw last night. As I know by Twitter, he was following the game. Uh, but Bill Bender still to come this hour as well. We are underway on a Thursday. The 1 o'clock hour NFL Heavy. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, will join us. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo sports.com he's in minneapolis as well it's the ken miller show trent and i are here until two on 1700 kbgg
0: your home and away voice for uni football 1700 kbgg
2: online washersystems.com.
3: So what's your new favorite pizza place? It's Chicago Pizza in West Des Moines. Created by La Pizza House's former owner, Chicago Pizza brings Des Moines' most authentic Italian recipe to Des Moines' West Side. What makes true Chicago Pizza different, better, and worth trying? Well, everything is 100% homemade. So the crust tastes better, the sauce tastes better. So everything tastes better choose from thin or chicago deep dish open for lunch and dinner chicago pizza also serves steaks burgers pastas heroes and appetizers with plenty of tvs and beer on tap chicago pizza is the perfect spot to watch the big game Or carry out and bring Chicago Pizza to your big game party. Chicago Pizza in West Des Moines at 2025 Grand Avenue. Chicago Pizza is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Chicago Pizza gift certificates for only $25. That's a sweet deal. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com.
4: The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is looking for people who can give an adoptable pet a break from the shelter for one week, one month, or more. Fostering a pet through our shelter getaway programs for cats, dogs, and even horses allows you to help homeless pets without the lifetime commitment. So whether you are longing for pet companionship but can't commit long-term, or you are able to make room for one more on a short-term basis, we need you. Visit ARL.
5: therapy new leaf wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life
2: Com.
7: Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real
0: sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: I'm going to guess you don't know this. I one. have never heard this song, Trent Condon. They didn't have this in the 70s. No,
2: no, no. This is this is uh some early 90s rap. NWA, uh my favorite. And uh I believe Rob Doster a fan as well our next guest here.
1: Well, let's find out. Rob Trenton Ken, how are you? Did you enjoy that little bump?
8: It was it was it was nice. It was uh I thought he was going to go with Pitch Perfect because he knows that uh, I do enjoy Pitch Perfect. So that was a little bit different than what I was expecting. But, yes, I do like NWA.
1: Well, speaking a little bit different than what we were expecting, that was certainly the case last night at Hilton Coliseum. West Virginia, Bob Huggins' team, sure, they were reeling a little bit, but uh, the way Tennessee smacked Iowa State around, I gave them absolutely no chance in that game last night. They were the better team for 39 of the 40 minutes. Uh, it was a no doubt about it. Um what is going wrong with west virginia and i, I mean i 'm i 'm not diminishing what Iowa State did by asking it in that fashion. Iowa State just was the by far the better team last night what 's wrong with huggins West Virginia team a team that a lot of people myself included thought would finally knock t- uh Kansas off of that uh uh consecutive conference winning streak perch
8: well i don't know i don 't know if this is a, a cause like i but in the six games that Asa Ahmad has been eligible to play, West Virginia is one of five. In the games that they played without him, they only lost once, and that was in the mm. season opener uh, in Germany against Texas A&M. So I wonder if part of it is that maybe Asa Ahmad just isn't the same presence def- defensively that someone like, I don't know, Lamont West was or something along those lines. Maybe he is not as good offensively as, say, Teddy Allen was when, when Teddy Buckett was uh, going on his runs. Maybe that's kind of thrown a wrench into the hierarchy of who gets shots when, and West Virginia is still trying to figure that out. Um, The big thing, though, is that with the way that West Virginia plays, one little thing going wrong is the kind of thing that can mess everything up with that because the way that they play in terms of effort and, and energy and intensity, as soon as that dips a little bit, then they're just not as good and not as effective because I think we've seen it over the course of the last three weeks. When they can't score, they can't get in their press. When they can't get in their press, they can't force turnovers. And they can't force turnovers, then they can't score. And it's a, it's a repeating cycle that just kind of wears them down. And if they're not playing with that level of intensity, then they are not going to be uh, as successful as they probably should be or people think they might be. So, um, I, I mean, that's just that's my guess at what's going on. I, I Honestly, I have no idea because I did not see this kind of a dip coming.
2: Well, we see the dip there. Uh, One dip that hasn't happened, though, is Kansas. Kansas, uh, though just a game up over Tech and Oklahoma in the standings, it does feel like at the very least they'll capture a a share of the regular season crown. As you look at this team, Bill Selfs talked about toughness, mental toughness with the squad, and uh, getting them to dig in. They'll be a top-two seed more than likely in the NCAA tournament. Can they win the whole thing? Do you see that kind of upside from the Jayhawks?
8: Yeah, I do, because I don't think that there's anybody that they can't beat. You know, is there anybody in college basketball this year that you think is good enough that a team that has Devontae Graham, the team that has Speed playing the way the Speed's playing, and the team that has Gerald Zick and the Doca has the that has those guys that they can't beat on their night? So I don't think that I would bet my money on them because I don't trust them defensively. I don't trust the lack of depth that they have inside. You know, if they play six games. At some point during that six-game stretch, you would have to figure that Yudoka Azubuki is going to end up getting in trouble, Mm -hmm. in foul trouble. At some point during that six-game stretch, you have to figure that Yudoka Azubuki is going to get intentionally fouled and sent to the foul line over and over and over again. So, I wouldn't bet on them, but that doesn't mean that they can't win it because there's just there is quite simply, I don't think anybody in college basketball is good enough where I can look at them and I can say that Kansas cannot be
1: you wrote a piece this morning, Rob, uh, on uh, Tom Izzo and Michigan State and the scandal that's unfolding there. We saw what happened after the Maryland game with that uh, uncomfortable, yet uh, had to be done line of questioning uh, that ESPN's outside the lines reporter Tricia Thompson, I want to say is her late. Tricia Thompson, whatever. Um, I want to get it right. And
8: pop- I think it's Tisha. I Tisha? don't think there's an R. In Thank I think you. it's
1: Tisha. Um, sh- great questions. Great line of questions. Uncomfortable to watch. I'm assuming uncomfortable for Tom Izzo sitting in that chair. Your, co- your column today, uh refusing to talk is not going to quiet the questions you're absolutely 100% right how's this going to end and what does this do uh to maybe the legacy of Tom Izzo who was just you know one of those guys an icon of his sport up until this uh certainly the way he's handled things this last couple of weeks what's the what's the end game here
8: oh, man i i really don't know because we don't really know what time. i don't think we can say that until we know how tom izzo is going to handle it. Is he going to say, look, I messed up. We handled some of these things the wrong way. Is he going to say, I made the right decisions with the information that I had at the time. Maybe in hindsight I would have done something differently. Is he going to say, go, go all the fine and say, we didn't do anything wrong. You guys are crazy. This is a witch hunt. I don't know. So until we know how he handles that, I don't think that we can truly know how this is going to affect his legacy. Because it, it's if you read through the report from outside the lines. It doesn't really implicate Tom Izzo specifically in anything. There are, there are things that link the basketball program to it. But if you read it, it kind of reads like Tom Izzo did what he was supposed to do and let his bosses and let people that were Title Nine investigators make the decisions for him, and then he went along with the decisions that they made. With Mark D'Antonio, you can see where there were allegations that he basically... Had, had control over how his players were punished and how his players were investigated when they were accused of assault or sexual assault or violence against women. You don't see that same thing popping up with Tom Izzo in that story. That doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that ESPN and outside the lines weren't able to find it. So I've, I've kind of reached the point where I, just, I don't see any way where Tom Izzo ends up getting fired over this. Because if you look at some of the things that were written and some of the things that were said, one thing that's kind of gone underreported in all of this is that the prosecutor that was investigating this, the prosecutor that would have in 2010 brought charges against Adrian Payne and Keith Appling, released a statement that quite literally said, we don't believe a crime was committed in this instance. So if you're Tom Izzo and you see that, and this accusation came in late August, and that resolution came in early October. Before practices even started, of those kids' freshman year, are you going to punish them? You know, if you have a prosecutor telling you that they don't believe a crime was committed, are you going to punish your players for having an allegation against them and doing something dumb? Maybe today you would, but you've got to remember this isn't happening today. This happened in 2010. And there were fair or not, there were different standards in 2010. And that, those standards weren't correct. There's a reason that there's the Me Too movement and the Times Up movement and all of this stuff is going on, because that was a problem. The way that we looked at sexual assault allegations and the way that we looked at sexual harassment was a problem. So things are changing. There's a reason that we view this differently now than we did in 2010. But that doesn't change the fact that we viewed it differently in 2010. So I think part of this is that Tom Izzo is being held to a standard of 2018. Uh, the way that we look at, at, at sexual assault allegations versus what was actually true and actually the case and how we saw all this in 2010. So th- there's, to be clear, I do think that the way that Michigan State handled this was probably wrong. If you read through that report, Michigan State did not turn over these allegations to the Title IX office uh, when they were supposed to, and that was a violation of federal law. There, there are There are things that Michigan State did wrong in this process. There are things that Tom Izzo should probably be held culpable for, one of them being allowing Travis Walton to come with him and come with his team uh, to the Final Four and remain a part of the program after that first allegation came in, and then Travis Walton was accused of something else two months later. So keeping him a part of that campus community when he knew there was a higher degree of risk that this guy might actually be somebody that that enjoys assaulting women, that, that should fall on Tom Izzo's shoulders, right? He should have to answer for that. But whether or not that's enough to have him get fired and have him lose his job, I'm, I don't think that I'm there, and I don't think that he's going to end up uh, being forced out by Michigan State. He could end up leaving. I, I think I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with him, but he's not a guy that I think can handle not being liked, and I don't know if he's yeah. going to be liked after this. So it would not shock me if, let's say Michigan State wins the national title this year, it would not shock me if this was the last year that Tom Izzo ended up coaching. Maybe he goes... Uh, and finds a spot on the staff of the Cavs or something like that. Or maybe he just goes off to retirement and comes back five years later as a high school coach in Northern Michigan. I could see that being something that to happened too. But I don't think that this is going to be a situation where Michigan State gets rid of him.
2: Interesting. Rob Doster with NBCSports.com. It's College Basketball Talk here with Ken and Trent. Uh, Rob, Big Ten, different circumstances, but a disappointment Well, here in our state with Iowa. Another disappointment you wrote a little bit about yesterday. Uh, Northwestern, the Wildcats make the tournament, win a game last year, have Gonzaga on the ropes and well, this season. But uh, reading through some comments, Brian McIntosh comes out talking about maybe they're not even in
8: shape yet. I mean, what? It's February 1st. You've got to be in shape. That yeah, said? that was that was weird. He said that that we weren't in shape. We didn't get in shape at the start of the season. We don't know if we're in shape now. <laughs> and Chris Collins said that they didn't have that edge when they were preparing for the season. And, and you know, I, I get it, and it sounds kind of ridiculous when he says it, but it, it makes sense if you think about it, right? Because the whole thing is that it's hard to be the hunter, or the, it's hard to be the hunted after you've been the hunter. Mm-hmm. There's a change of mindset. So when you're driving for that and you're striving for that, And you want to end this streak of like never be being the only Power Conference team to never make the NCAA tournament, like Northwestern was. You have something to work towards and a goal and an end game in mind. When you do that and you succeed, there's a a, it's human nature just to get a little bit complacent, right? Like, oh yeah, we did what we set out to do. We we got this done. And then you start reading your press clippings, then you start seeing how you're a preseason top fifteen, top twenty team. And you start hearing about how they might be the second best team in the Big 10 and all of a sudden that that drive to work every day and get better every day and get in shape every day and you know the extra little bit of time you spend in the weight room getting up extra shots after practice during the season some of that kind of goes away a little bit because you, you maybe think you've made it and I think that that's what we're seeing right now with Northwestern so um, i i'm i can understand how it was how it would happen but i just think that it's an interesting look more than anything, into we love saying it's harder to be the hunted than it is to be the hunter. And that right there, to me, is a quote that kind of just encapsulates why that is the case.
1: Uh, he didn't do his, uh, his teammates any favors, especially the underclassmen that will have to go through October next year. I got a feeling that uh, they're going to be uh... – uh, ramping it up as far as uh, the, the miles that they're going to be running. Hey, last thing, and I don't mean to um, you know to continue down the, the path of coaches that are in trouble, but Larry Eustachy apparently is, and of course we remember Eustachy here where he was uh, in uh, a great deal of trouble at Iowa State with the co-eds, etc. Southern Miss, there was some, you know, some stuff down there as well. This isn't the first time that Colorado State has taken a look inside his program uh, there. I think he's a brilliant basketball mind. I've always been a, bi- a Big uh, Larry Eustachy, the coach fan, is—is uh, is this? I mean, the final straw, uh, perhaps in Fort Collins uh, for you, Yeah,
8: I think so. And I think, I think I've talked to some people about this, and I think that what this is is a, a, an attempt to try to find a way to not have to pay his bio. Larry Eustachy has a phenomenal contract, from what I was told. The way that it's set up is. He has the option. Coaches always do this rollover deal where if you have a five-year contract and you, let's say, make the NCAA tournament or reach a certain standard, win 20 games, whatever it is, then your contract just rolls over. So instead of having a five-year contract go to a four-year contract, you have that five-year contract still and you get another year tacked on the back end. And what the contract Colorado State gave Larry Stacey is, is it lets him be the guy that picks up that option. He decides if he has a five-year rollover contract. And – the other part of it is, if he ends up leaving for a new job, he's the one that has to pay that full buyout. And apparently he doesn't actually have a buyout. He's basically owed what he's owed. So they are looking for a reason to fire him with calls so they don't have to pay for that buyout. And and obviously he's been investigated for this before. It was back in 2014 uh, for the way that he treated players within this program. So mm-hmm. I have a hunch that I, that this is an effort to try to find something on you, where they can basically say, all right, look, man, it's time to go. Uh, we can settle this and you can get a, a percentage of what you're owed or we can fight this and not give you anything kind of a deal. Um, I don't know if that's 100% true, but I would be shocked if Larry Stacey was still the head coach at Colorado State next season. Mm-hmm.
1: Rob, great stuff. Thank you for what you do for us. We uh, look forward to talking to you in the weeks to come. Thank you, Rob Doster.
8: Always a pleasure, guys.
1: Good to talk to you. Rob Doster, NBCSports.com. College Basketball Talk. Uh, plenty of content for you. College Basketball Hoops Junkies. Uh, in the listening audience. Speaking of plenty of content, Bill Bender pumps it out at sportingnews.com. Uh, covers college football, covers college basketball. When the Cavs are good, he's on the scene there. Likewise with the Indians. We'll talk some sports with Bill Bender coming up next. In the 1 o'clock hour, heavy NFL. Paul Allen going to be here to lead off the hour. The voice of the Vikings, Frank Schwab, yahoo com, And then Trent, as we talked about prior to the show, we can do a little Hall of Fame prognostication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get you on record. Oh. So okay, okay. do a little studying if you would, if you haven't been doing so already. I see cool. I never I see your 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 nose is buried in that computer over there. It,
2: it is. I think uh, you're preparing. Well I'm working on it, but I'm it's I'm, so
1: nice to work with somebody that actually prepares.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well there's there's two of us here that do that. Maybe another guy Why in the, the afternoons concept. that doesn't, but uh, that's a different story. Jimmy B. I, Jimmy I just B. I keep reading that quote from McIntosh. Here, here's the full quote of Northwestern. I kind of knew we weren't ready. We weren't re- mentally ready. I don't think we were in shape physically. I'm still not sure we're in shape
1: now. Chris Collins is going to run those kids from from morning until night next year. But you don't embarrass your coach like that. Even no. if it's true, which right. is, he's a, he's a senior. He's not going to have to go through this anymore, Right. Oh, that is. I've never heard that before. Damning, comments. It is. I agree with you. Uh, Bill Benders uh, next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here until 2 on 1700 KBGG. News, talk,
0: sports. Yeah, we got all that online at
4: 1700KBGG.com. Hey, guys. This is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you.
1: At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together we can solve hunger.
3: Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is now filling Des Moines area positions. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is hiring full-time merchandisers to provide high-quality merchandising support for Dr. Pepper Snapple Group brands to retail stores within an assigned territory. Apply online at dpsg.com careers. That's dpsg.com careers. Or click the link on their website. Join the Dr. Pepper team and receive a $500 sign-on bonus. Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper too? Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, an equal opportunity employer
5: the way she's always singing, her silly laugh, the way she kisses me hello. This Valentine's Day, I want to turn everything I love about her into the one thing she'll love forever, an engagement ring.
2: It's the Jared Valentine's Day Diamond Event, February 1st through the 14th. Save up to $1,000 off any diamond when you buy her setting at Jared. And let our expert jewelers help you find or create the one ring that could only be for her. That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help if better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you. From weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines. So many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today. 515-650-1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. Wellness, 650-1358.
6: If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program or place an ARL donation bank at your counter or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage visitors to take selfies with the dog. Visit the Get Involved section at arliowa.org to learn about more ways your company can support the animals at the Animal Rescue League.
9: Villaggio Italian restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you
6: My name is Natasha, and I'm with Komen Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game... Don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there.
1: You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio. We never really stop with sports. So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art piece poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her. And best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9 in Des
7: Moines or heartlandflags.com.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Uh, Trent and I are here until 2. Busy 1 o'clock hour. Plenty of NFL conversation coming up, including uh, Paul Allen, who will lead off the the hour. Not the owner of the Seahawks, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. Right now, Bill Bender, he joins us weekly during college football season. Uh, and uh, we've always got room for Bill Bender on this program as he's uh, very busy at Sporting News, pumping out the content he witnessed in person. Ohio State, Indiana. I want to get to that. He wrote a great piece on... Uh, the depth of uh next year's draft when it comes to defensive linemen which is eye-opening um and we've got a lot of topics for bill so let's get to it bill Trent, and ken thanks for coming on how are you
10: yeah, i told trent you know well keep an eye on the off season doing a little bit of nfl and college hoops now so uh Always busy, but you know, having a lot of fun doing
1: it as usual. Yeah, uh, you know, you were at uh, um in Indiana, Ohio State. You know, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen this year. Two new coaches, you know, are not not new coaches, but new to their jobs. Chris Holtman and Archie Miller taking pretty uh, taking over at prominent programs. Uh, boy, Holtman, he, uh, this Ohio State teams uh, is is one of the stories, quite frankly, of the Big Ten. I think they're better than a lot of people thought. And in his first year, Holtman, what a job he is doing.
10: They're one of four Big Ten teams that I think is capable of making that run in March, and I wanted to see it for myself. And uh, they play unselfish. Um, I think as Caleb Wesson develops as a big man, they're just only going to get better. And for all the questions they had after Mata left, they're doing well. But those four teams, and see if you guys agree or disagree. I, you know, I obviously think Purdue and Michigan State, and I think Michigan and Ohio State are also capable of of making that run, Um, none more than Purdue right now, though. They're playing off the charts.
1: If you have Nebraska to put onto the table, don't uh, rule out the Huskers. I've, I've uh, adopted the Huskers, Bill. It's an awful season in college basketball in our state. You know, last couple of nights being exceptions. Nice win a couple of nights ago for the Hawks, and then the Clones last night picking off West Virginia. I like this Nebraska team. They got some players. James Palmer is going to be a pro. But, anyways, I agree with the four that you mentioned. I just add maybe Nebraska to a team that's got a chance.
10: Yeah, I'm looking at their closing schedule. They've got a chance to. So, you know, put up 13, 14 wins in the Big Ten. And uh, that would be remarkable for Tim Miles in that group there. So, yeah, I can do that. But, um, you know, this is that time of year, and for all those people to fill out brackets, I kind of basically cycle through the seven or eight teams that I think, I'm, that I think could win it. And, uh, you know, at the top of my list right now, and I know where they're all ranked, I, I still look at Duke and Purdue as mm. the two best teams.
2: All right, Bill, Uh, speaking of the Big Ten, want to jump into the football realm. And at least from uh, my vantage point, we got signing day coming up next week, but a quiet couple of weeks out of Jim Harbaugh. Now, very well could be just the national media has been staying away, but is this maybe a concerted effort where Harbaugh realizing, all right, it's time to pull up the sleeves and no more excuses, no more uh, just being Jim Harbaugh. we got to win some football games. Could you read it the same way?
10: Uh, not necessarily. Um, maybe, though. I'm sure he'll throw a couple curveballs here in the off season for everybody. Um, but, yeah, they do need to win big games, um, and I think they will. I do also know that the media won't see it this way, but I'm just seeing a tough schedule no matter what. I mean, you're asking them to win at Notre Dame, at Michigan State, at Ohio State, and then win at home against Nebraska, um, Michigan State, and Penn State. And, oh, yeah, they play at Northwestern, too. So they have the toughest schedule in the country next year, so maybe that's the reason why you're not reading as many headlines. Uh,
1: one of the headlines I read from you, Bill, that uh, that resonated with me, with Trent and I and uh, some of our uh, Big Ten guests in particular that cover Iowa, um, we, we, I kind of all get the feeling that Anthony Nelson's going to be the next hawk that's got a decision to make as far as leaving some eligibility on the table. The, uh, um, I mean, his arrow's clearly pointing upward. He wasn't even going to start this year. His, his sack totals continue to go up at uh, at uh, left defensive end. Got another year with Chris Doyle. And, and we thought, you know what, this is going to be probably an opportunity for him to leave. But then I read your piece about how deep – The draft is going to be, when it comes to defensive linemen, you know, in particular, most of the guys coming back from Clemson, and Ed Oliver at Houston, and Nick Bosa, and Davis at Alabama. Uh, It's an unbelievable list. Anthony Nelson is going to have a decision, in my opinion. He wasn't on your list, um, but perhaps by the uh, middle of next season, he will be.
10: Yes, he could be. I mean, look at the Big Ten pass rushers alone. I mean, Bosa, to me, is like a top five pick now. I mean, if you, I think he's tracking just like his brother did. Um, Michigan's got two pretty good ones in Nick Gary and Winovich. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a deep class. And, and I think Clemson, and I'm trying to look this up to see if it's ever happened, because I think it could happen. They could have four first-rounders off their defensive line if they all come out. Mm. That's, that's absurd. F- and that's it, crazy. That is, that's absurd that they got those guys to stay.
2: Unbelievable. I mean, it's just uh, the, the, the depth of, that they're going to have up front there, as Ken mentioned, just across college football. There's an interesting proposal on the board uh, in terms of transfers. Jamie Pollard up at Iowa State was part of drafting the uh, the proposal that is out there. Coach is fired. Coach leaves. Guys can transfer without losing a year of eligibility. It's a, a little bit of a give and take from uh, some of the different proposals that have been out there. You like it. You against the idea. Where do you sit? Uh, as that's been talked about here this week,
10: no, and I think this didn't this one have the provision that they can't they, they can't, can't follow, follow the, the coach. coach right yep, and I think that's fair um in a lot of ways, unless there was like a special waiver where this guy just really loved that coach, you know what i mean like if they had they would have to go through some like some serious red tape to get there though i think um it's interesting and I think it would allow for greater freeman freedom, I think it's a little bit different now and uh one of the big debates that always comes up is when these coaches leave before bowl season and then you're arguing that a player sits and the coach can go. I think this would go alleviate that a little bit. Um, I'd be in favor of it, though. I'm just thinking, try to think like a 19-year-old, even though I'm much older than that now. I think it makes sense.
1: Well, mm. uh, Let's stay in the Big Ten. What's going to happen at Michigan State when, in With with Mark D'Antonio, I mean uh, Izzo. The we've seen some of the press conferences. D'Antonio, his season is over, therefore he doesn't have to meet the media. But um, I mean, how does it end for him? And and is uh, if the you know if if one of the two have to go, who do you think's uh, in more trouble, D'Antonio or Izzo? Well,
10: uh, nobody gets into sports journalism to do these kind of stories, you know. And we've been reporting a lot off of it at Sporting News and. I think after the OTL piece, it's trying to, as a journalist, separate all the horrors of the Larry Nassar scandal, which was terrible. You know what I'm saying? So, and now trying to figure out what part of the umbrella some of these things in the athletic department may have fallen on Michigan State's basketball and football programs. I personally think unless something, more facts come out that are damning and prove that Izzo and, and D'Antonio covered up, handling the investigations, then they're going to stay. Um, And I think right now it's an unpredictable thing because you guys both know when things like this happen that a lot more is going to come out in the light now.
2: Not a surprise. And not a surprise. That's the same guy that uh, played his cornerback fresh out of a jail sentence two days later against Iowa. Uh, eight years ago. It was a big ago. game, trend. It was a big game. It was a big game. And they got throttled <laughs> they, by they the Hawkeyes.
1: Uh, Bill, who do you like in the Super Bowl? We'll let you go. Who uh, Who's going to win Super Bowl 52 on Sunday?
10: I'm, you know, it's hard to go against New England. I think it'll be close, though. Um, I, had, I think I put 30 to 24 in the SN picks. I'm hoping for a good game. I do selfishly wish that Wentz was playing oh, or wow. didn't get hurt because mm-hmm. I think with Wentz, this is an all-time classic, and that's no knock on Nick Foles, but you know what I'm getting at. It's just it's tough for me to see Nick Foles going out and winning a Super Bowl. That would be in the Jeff Hostetler realm of surprises for sure.
1: Mm. What's your next uh, college basketball assignment? Have you been given your marching orders yet? I do.
10: I, I'm going to go up. It's good we talked about Michigan State a little bit. I'm going to head up and watch them play Purdue next week. Um Get ready for some tournament, and I'm sure if you guys want to, we can talk a little signing day next week.
1: Uh, look forward to it. We will get on your schedule. Thank you, Bill. appreciate the offer. We'll take you up on that. Good to talk to you, Bill.
10: Hey, sounds good, guys. we will talk to you later. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Bill Bender, SportingNews.com. There we go. I going to have you try and find a, a recruiting guy. Signing yes, day guy. Yes. We just got one handed I to us.
2: I, I love that. I love that. Chris Rucker. You what? <laughs> Two days later, he's yeah, played in no, a football man. game. So, so How many over, years ago was it? It was 2010. Said, Pin that it, was the, it was the game, the Micah Hyde pitch, uh-huh. Tyler Sash game, uh-huh. where Michigan State came in ranked in the top five. Mm-hmm. Two days off. Oh. That was a hell of a he play, the
1: pitch. That was a hell of a play. He served
2: over a week in jail.
1: Okay. <laughs> He gets out on Thursday. He's playing Saturday afternoon at Kinnick. What was the, what was the quote? Do you remember any of the quotes or any of the well? I, I looked or up anything? the
2: article as I was talking as yeah. we were talking with Bill.
1: What did Antonio say? What was um... removing a young man like Chris
2: from the football team is unacceptable. There is no call that fits all situations. Sometimes the reason for calling a play on and off the field is known only to those closest to the situation. <laughs> Says he has a zero tolerance. Yeah, of course he does. Also in the uh, same article.
1: Except for when it comes to to him.
2: (laughs) I should be held accountable.
1: We'll take take a time out. Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, leads off the 1 o'clock hour. Frank Schwab, more in the NFL. We are here until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: The Kansas City Chiefs play here.
4: 1700 KBGG. Hey, guys. This is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams Family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams Family sent you.
2: 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com
5: Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have
1: so much fun.